Guys, what's up? Welcome back to the show and go. Joined by my co-host Skipper Scope. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? How was your weekend? Yeah, really good. Uh, my weekends have changed a little bit, as you know. Yeah. Uh, we talk about it a fair bit, but uh, nice weekend away with the cheese and kisses up to where she grew up in Foster. Very Instagrammy. Yeah, it was a nice touch, wasn't it? Uh, I could I can tell straight away when your comments come through on YKTL Sports. <laughs> or you can tell. No, nah, that's Lukey, man. That's no not me. way. You can tell the difference between because obviously Lukey has a handle Jackson and Ice, and when comments come through on YKTL Sports, I know exactly who's got now without even without even saying it. What did it say? Clingy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scope, you're about to make your debut this week. Barrows versus St Mary's up against your old rivals. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in. Uh, Western Sydney, obviously, I let everyone know about it. And the team that was always playing against us in the grand finals majority of the time was Samaria. So it's pretty cool to come back and play against them. Um, there are a couple uh, guys in the SPC Degenerates that know some guys in Samaria. So I think oh, they're looking really? forward to getting their hands on me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it should be good. The boys got up on the weekend, Barrow. So, yep. Got to, uh, I'm going to send out a vlog camera too, eh, Lukey? So, yeah, yeah I think we're going to send out. a vlog out, um, get some reaction, so it should be good. All right, biggest topic of the week, Boy Cordner announcing his retirement. Pretty sad news. Um, obviously, we've both had a little bit to do with him, probably you, you more so than me. What was your initial reaction? Um, it's a bit of a bittersweet feeling, I suppose, for, uh, you know, sort of getting to know Boydie on a, a personal level. I, I had mutual friends, friends with Boydie, so when I sort of come through, I'm going to do a blog about him as well. Um, I met Boydie in 2011 in Bali, of all places. You know, that's where most of footy meet, players meet up. Met him with Piercy and, and SKD, who I played with in the 20s. And just the ultimate competitor, um, tough as fuck, and just one of the better blokes that you come across. Like, you, you, know, you know, you probably know him a little bit in passing. There's probably not one player that can say a bad word about Boydie. And he played for probably the team that a lot of people hate the most, too. And, and like, everyone hates the Roosters, but they always had that healthy respect for Boydie as a player and as a person, didn't they? Well, even and then also the Queensland team. Mm. So you know that rivalry where Queensland were grouse, and you know Boydie was the unfortunate guy that had to captain some of those sides, but always played fucking unreal. And you never really heard the Queensland players speak ill of him. Like they had little rivalries with some players that got a bit chirpy, but bo- even the amount of respect that they had for Boydie, captain his country as well. I think rolling in straight after Gal too wouldn't it wouldn't, would have helped his cause, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, just an all-out all out competitor. Like he said in his press conference, it was, uh, it was really moving. He, he said it all himself, you know, he fucking, it's about time he put himself first, his, his own health and mm. his family's health and, and all that sort of stuff. So. so does it sort of highlight what's sort of happening on with the game with all the hit knocks right now? Friendy, um, it's happened to him as well. Um, Cordner, Tedesco's in that sort of starting to move towards that category where he's getting his head taken off a little bit. Is it highlighting this or? Yeah, even with Wado, uh, Wado's had a couple of himself as well. I think it's, the thing is with some of those players, those guys are obviously elite players, so they play a lot of footy. They play it the right way, they play it tough, they play it aggressive, but they don't really, like when you look at Friendy and Boydie in particular, and even Wado's injury on the weekend, it wasn't through running the ball and getting tackled high. It's mm. their contact and, and low. And all three of those guys give everything that they've got and they're almost out on their feet. So if you look at these guys, just say these rules were brought in to quicken up the game, it probably would have even made it worse for them considering mm. like the rule changes to quicken it up and they're going lower and they're throwing – because like a lot of the time those, couple, those boys are throwing their bodies at contact and then copping the odd knee or a fucking elbow or a dropped shoulder. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure if the rules would benefit them anyway, to be fair, like, you mm. know, when they're coming through, because it's, you know, from, from my, 
you know, when looking at most of their their contacts, and they've started, they've, they've played a lot of football. Yeah. Like they both, all of them started all pretty young. I heard that story of Darius. Oh, sorry, Boyd Cordner, um, debuting for like a first grade trial when he was like 15, 16. Yeah. Like Freddie just brought him in. I, like I think those new rules that protect eighteen year olds yeah. coming in. I know Suwali is like a big dude, but man, you play for the Roosters. You play. You play in grand finals most years or final series most years. Roll that into Origin. Yeah, um, everyone rep teams. Yeah, everyone gets up to play um, the Roosters as well. Like they don't really have off weeks where they can sort of cruise in. Like, oh, we're only playing these guys this week. Man, they're rolling into hard games all the time because everyone gets up to play the Roosters. And you just got to think, man, contact after contact after contact. Remember seen the, ever see the movie Ip Man? Ip Man? Yeah, IP yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. remember that. So his his theory on it was like not just one big punch, but just like like heaps of small ones. Yep. You think of that about contact over the course of 10 years at the highest level, man. It's got, it's got to take its toe on its head somewhere. Yeah, and for, for Boydie, I think an underrated part, like everyone knows Boydie's such a good line runner. Um, you know, he, he gets through a lot of work, but Boydie could fucking hit, man. Like mm. sometimes it doesn't come across on uh, on the TV when you watch him play. You think it's just like a, a normal generic tackle. I'm telling you, man, he is fucking like granite. And when he hits, he hits hard. So that's got to have an effect on sort of what was happening upstairs as well with the whiplash effect. Of yeah, 100%. Yeah, on both sides of the ball. So obviously from everyone here, YKTR Sports, and obviously got to know you a little bit personally, Boydie. Congratulations on the wonderful career. I was surprised that he got... Um, I th- I f- Sorry, mate. <laughs> so good. I'm surprised he played... Um, I thought he played a lot longer. More yeah, games. Yeah, 2011. 11, he, yeah. He's, he's just <laughs> done so much. Yeah, he's done so much in the way he looks as well. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, looks, yeah. he looks like he's been around for a minute. <laughs> I think Joey did something on Channel 9 like a couple of years ago and they're talking about um, you know, some players that were under 30 or whatever. Although they naming players over 30 and he, and he brought up Boyd Cordner. Or so, it was something around those lines. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, nah, Boyd Cordner's only 28. And uh, Joey's like, no, he's not. <laughs> Twenty seven or twenty seven or something like that. Yeah, a bit of a forty twenty. Yeah, yeah, heavy, heavy. Um, so yeah, obviously, congratulations, Boydie. I'm sure you're going to be a success. Whatever you do after this, you're a great bloke, and sort of everyone here loves you. So congratulations on the wonderful career. Yeah. Roosters, first time they've kind of been into a re- rebuild. They usually just reload. They don't rebuild. Um, you got Morris that's retired. Friendy that's retired. Yep. Boydie, man, you, you're looking at Jared is coming towards the back end of his career as well. Yep. Uh, you've got some super talented youngsters, but that little middle part of you got your Joseph Manus, your Victor Radleys. Uh, where the Roosters are going to rebuild no matter yeah. fucking what. They're too good of a club. They've got too many powerful people at the top that won't let this last for long. But how do they do it? Yeah, so I had some good conversations with Boydie. Me and him trained together at, at Travis Gym at Reborn every now and again. And uh, I really enjoy just having footy conversations with Boydie. You can see in the pref- press conference how much like footy means to him. That's another thing I wanted to like highlight on that press conference in particular. He loves the game. He loves the Roosters. And one thing he brought up to me about um, leadership and, and changeover and all that sorts of, sorts of things, which stands out now, is he talked about how the Roosters, how they groom footy players. So what they do, they not only groom young kids, but they groom leaders in the club. So apparently he sat down with Victor Radley maybe a year ago and started having conversations with him like, you're the, you're the next up. Mm. Um, and it might not be next up in terms of like five years. It's just, you just got to be ready to go. Like at the end of the day, he understands Victor's fucking 21 years old. Um, he still likes having a beer, having a, you know, having a flirt, going out with his mates. But also he was saying like, They've got high expectations of him at the club. Mm. Um, you know, if he's going to be the guy, he's got to be ready to be the guy. So you've got to have that balance. And also, they highlight players that are the link players. So you understand this as well. So when you have, when you're coming through, when you, if you can get that a guy that's twenty to twenty five who's like, you know, a bit of a larrikin or um, respected well within the group, 
And they're the link between the 17, 18, the Joseph Sawalis that are coming through. Sammy Walkers. Sammy Walkers. So yeah. they can still um, relate to those guys on that you know, maturity level as well, um, knowing that they just want to have fun, they're enjoying playing footy, but also have those probably deeper conversations about where the team's going mm. um, and what, what the and what the games mean to them and you know, what they can achieve in the year like Jared and all those sorts of guys. So... Um, I think that's how they've they've gone about retooling, and I think they'll be sweet. Yeah, and when you just see the Roosters, you just always think like Jake Fran, Boyd Cordner, Jared. You just think those guys yeah. are always just going to be there, right? Eh? So it's kind of sort of the changing of the guard, but super excited for it as well. And obviously Victor Rayleigh is the guy. Angus Crichton's at the forefront yeah, of mine. Oh, he looks so good at the moment. He's killing it, man. Yeah, he's in such a good space. Did like, you did you see him get a line break? Yeah. <laughs> Bit early for the old tongue out. Yeah, he um It'd be mad if he bumped. Bro, him. that little Jaden Campbell, but yeah. I'm, I said I said last week on um the rookie in the vet he's gonna be playing, man. Once he fills out, because you can still see he glides so well and he throws his body at everything. If he can put on a couple of kilos, man, you can see with that frame he's capable of putting on about five or ten. But yeah, off topic, um yeah, Angus is just doing shit with ease now. Mm. Like he's in such a good rhythm and Scary, playing. he could walk back into the origin side, isn't Easy. it? Easy, yeah. yeah. As, as well as Tarek played. Mm. Uh, he, he doesn't deserve to be dropped, but for me, if... Uh, you just get your best troops in, don't you? Yeah, a guy like a guy like Angus, for me, will go straight back in. Awesome. All right, Shawnee Johnson sort of come out on the weekend, had a really good... Man, this interview was so refreshing to hear, and what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, you know, you probably know that I was, was going to love that stuff. Getting on the front foot... Um, and it's, there's nothing that he said ill will towards Cronulla. He's no. old enough now to understand at this point of his career, uh, these things happen in the game and uh, he's just going to play good footy. You know, cemented it, you know, kicked a nice little game-winning field goal against the previously under, undefeated Panthers before they mm. lost the week before against the Tigers. But um, yeah, good on Shawnee and... Uh, a couple pick him up soon enough. The the hardest thing about the Shawnee Johnsons and the Benji Marshalls is that we associate them with their past, and they, eventually their games have to evolve. Yeah. Much like LeBron James, where he's such a power and athlete early on, but you start to develop your game. I feel like he develops his game pretty well. He's not really so much athlete. steppy. Man, he's got time. He's he's well balanced. He's a super professional. And do you know what? I don't get. There's a lot of calves that are nowhere near as good as Shawnee picking up some pretty decent contracts in and yeah. around the league. And I, I find that weird. Yeah, it'll come and there'll be, per- I believe there's a perfect fit for him um, that we'll probably get to. But like he's Let's roll into it now. Let's roll, let's into, roll it into it So I'd love to see him at the Dogs with Matty Burton. I know that Avarillo's the seven at the moment. They've got Kyle Flanagan there. But to have a, a calming influence like that, considering, you know, watching Burton in the last couple of weeks without Cleary and, and Luai and seeing that... Just needs you know, something else there, eh? Yeah, you could tell like he could... There's going to be a lot of pressure on him going to the Bulldogs next year, considering where he's coming from at the Panthers and what, mm. what's expected of him. If you can bring in a guy like Shawnee that can take that pressure off you, knows what it's all about. Talks in the huddles. Talks in the huddles. Like, you know, Matty Burton, I, I haven't spoke to many players at Penrith, but he seems like a really laid-back guy. Like, that's not sort of Super his country. Name. Whereas Shawnee can come in, he, you can tell at this point, in career, can, uh, point of his career, he can control a game, sit on the right side with the right foot, Matty Burton on the left, left foot, with the left foot. Yeah. Just a nice little combination, like... And, and that kicking game really builds um, your... T- like, you don't, you don't... Like, once you've got a great kicking game, you get all your forwards on the front foot, you're big... You're big Forwards up the front, they're not as tired, so their carriers carry a bit more punch, and off the back of that, you can play some decent shape off it. Man, kicking game's so important. Yeah, fucking oath. And with some of the players in particular, the Bulldogs watching that game last night, they've got some nice young players coming through, man. Mm. There's like a there's like a nice little core of young youth coming through, and they're going to bring Fox over next year. If they can maybe get Shawnee, and there's one, I'm going to do a blog on it as well, there's one more player I'd like to see him target as well. Mm. I don't think the Bulldogs are that far away, man. Nah. Wouldn't you want to see a little Matt Dufty hit there as well? 
Well, there's talks of him going to the Warriors at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah a little bit of uh, Raiders as well. Yeah. I'd be staying away from Raiders at the moment. No, I think well, I think the Raiders just pulled out this morning or last night. Oh, okay. So I was watching a bit of stuff on that as well. All right, so it's sort of a non-issue, but it seems to be a bit of a topic. The Gutho Moses blow up deal or no a big deal or no deal, no big, big deal, big deal. But because I love it, yeah, I love to see it. It's a big deal for me because. They're obviously passionate. I know those two guys are really good mates. Mm. So to see, I've had fucking arguments with some of the guys that I love, fucking, and it's no matter what happened on the field, and we went at each other. We we would also you know break it down in video, but it also sometimes I won't go with a guy that I'm not as comfortable with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's sort of my personality. So for them two guys to go at each other and be hot, like you know, really competitive, and they can tell that you know they weren't happy with before the night's game how their form was going. Mm. You know, both guys have would have given themselves a chance for Origin at the start of the year and those sorts of things. So see how competitive they are in a game like the Tigers. I thought it was a a, a big thing. Yeah, I don't in, think in the right way. Yeah, I don't think it's an issue whatsoever. Like once you've actually played the game, that stuff happens a lot more often, and sort of the cameras are just on them at the right time. And once you build media behind it, um, makes it seem like there's a bit of an issue. But <clears throat> if you had cameras on everyone, I'm sure everyone would have a blow up on on the way to work. So it just it's just one of those things that's a part of the game that isn't really an issue. Yeah, it just happens. Honest. It just happens. But for me, it's a positive sign for the Eels. Agree. Can uh, paralegic title contenders yet? Oh. Well, we're going to get what on. What is to it about para that they just can't like? It's less to do with para for me now because I feel like they're starting to find their groove. I just think they're not as good as the top two teams. Mm. And then there's even a third team that we're going to talk about as well that's floating around that probably on their best day would beat them seven times out of ten, six times out of ten. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of top two teams, Storm top of the table for the first time, kind of flying under the radar. Our second team, so we're not afraid to jump ship around here, but yeah. the boys from Melbourne, yeah, what's your thoughts on them? The accommodation, so when, so, so when, so when Harry's been inserted into the lineups in particular, uh, he comes on, Cheese does all the fucking stuff you want to do from Cheese, and then he's still getting to eat himself. I've, I've had a couple of conversations with this – is, this is a scary part about Melbourne, right? So you look at the team. They've had Pappy out for long portions of the season. Prez has missed a fair bit of footy. Harry's missed a fair bit of footy. They've gone about the business. They've only dropped two, and they've dropped two to fucking Parramatta where they could have scored on the fucking Hooter and, mm. and Panthers, same fucking scenario. Prez is not playing well to his – he, like, we've had conversations and he's been a bit frustrated with his form. Mm. You know what I mean? So imagine when he starts playing well. Like, and that's going to come. You, we've seen enough from over the years that, you know, Prez does his best work late. So um, if once he starts clicking and then they're all on board together and they start to get those combinations and, you know, sort of, it'll probably be after the origin period. About 18, 19, they'll start humming, I reckon, yeah. if they're yeah. all nice and healthy. And that's when you want to be humming. All the best teams, it? Roosters in the past, Melbourne in particular, they know how to time their run. Mm. Um, We'll get to Pen- Penrith probably as well. Like having this little down period in the middle, I don't think it's as yeah. much as a negative as people think. If people start to write them off, even better. The boys from Foot of the Mountains, first yeah. back-to-back losses in like 18 months. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> a few of the boys learning fucking what it's like to fucking be sitting in a locker room and, and uh, stewing on that. Yeah. Maybe a couple of them might have only felt that in the grand final. So, you know, to get used to that feeling and know – all right, fuck, everyone's coming after us now. They get to reset. They can rebuild. They, that It's going to probably extend for the next six weeks until Origin's over, until they get fucking half the New South Wales team back in their yep, team. Yep. But 
Um, yeah, not no no panic stations there. They've just um, still gave themselves a chance to win, and Matty Burden sort of stood up, but they sort of just missed the jump in that first half, didn't they? Yeah, and it was just enough class there when Sharks with obviously Moyser and Shawnee, a couple of vets who yeah. have been involved in those sorts of situations. They would have known, like Moyser's played Origin, Wado's played Origin, Andrew Fafita's played Origin, fucking Tolman's played in big games, like you, all that experience and knowing what it takes to. All right, these these young guys from Penrith, they haven't been involved in this before. Let's fucking go after them early mm. and see what they're made of. And then they, you could tell what they're made of. They come back in the second half, but they just run out of time. So there's kind of that old um, theory with the old school players that Origin players should back up, and we would see someone like DCE back up on a Friday after getting pumped by 50, yep. captain of Queensland, rock up and do a job on North Queensland. Man, I. I I respect that, but then I also understand like these boys need rest as well. Yeah. Where do you sit on on this topic? I would assume that I said on rookie in the vet. I would assume Jerome and Brian would have played. Agree. Um, that, that would have been for big ones for me, not because of like they didn't have a crack. They played unreal in the New South Wales, but uh, just younger guys that got a little bit more in the. I, th- I always knew Cherry was going to play. Once they lost 50-6, to six, fucking doesn't matter about your age or whatever. He's that much of a competitor. He's always going to play. Mm. Um, Turbo yeah. was always going to rest. And kind of when you get pumped, you kind of want to get back on the horse straight away, yeah. eh? And, yeah. like, he'd still be shooting on that, but getting a little wind of Manly and pumping him kind of eases that burden a little bit. It does a little bit. And the week before they went into Origin Camp, they had a really bad loss against Newcastle as well. Mm. So I knew those couple of weeks in particular, like fucking I knew Cherry, without even speaking, I haven't spoke to him in a couple of weeks, I knew he was playing that game. Yeah, he won't be replying to us for a couple of weeks, would he? <laughs> yeah, he needs to get a couple of wins before we get a text back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, how's it going? <laughs> no, what do you want? Uh, so speaking of Manly, how close are they to the top two sides now? you got to think they notched up a little fitty with... Fitty in the house yeah. without Tommy. Without Tommy and Schuster too. Schuster who's yeah. been fucking unreal. He's he's becoming he before he got injured, I think it was come to a hamstring injury, he was becoming one of the better young players in the competition. Young Flitty vibes, isn't he? Yeah, young Flitty Mateo vibes, like he said, the Hello Sports Podcast boys reckons he's he's the only legally <laughs> blind player NRL player ever. But um, you know, they get him back on the left edge as well. Some players that are just they grow a leg with Tommy, and the difference between I said they were mainly were going to be sweet on Friday, mm. even without because I knew I had a feeling Tommy was going to be out. But it's different when Tommy's out because he's getting rested and you know he's going to be back. Yeah. At the start of the year, there was a lot of uncertainty. Is fucking oh, Tommy six Tammy's weeks. going to hold yeah. up and yeah. all this? You know, is he going to come get injured? Like they've got confidence. The boys knew going into that game that we just got to get a job done. We get Turbo coming back next week, mm. or all the week after after Origin. Besides drinking, not drinking anymore, is he doing anything else that's different? Yeah, a little bit. I think he reached out to some people down in Melbourne. Yeah, with regards to his top end speed, mm. I seen him have comments about that. But like I said, maybe on a show here before, um, big thing like drinking, man. Like if you just if you can get off the the piss for oh. it makes such a big difference. Eh? Even, bro, it just sounds lame, but even working in an office. Yeah. Like, if you're off the pitch, you feel so much better. Oh, yeah. Lukey's a little rattled today. After, yeah, treat yourself after on the weekend. Yeah, Lukey? big Sunday. Yeah, old Lukey is over at my house. So, yeah. a bit scat. Couldn't, oh. couldn't put the memory oh, card in. Got the out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he was scared to have a freestyle. Uh-huh. Yeah, couldn't even put a memory card in today. So, uh, yeah. yeah, a little yeah, bit scat. Save that for outside YKTR. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll begin a great reaction off the back of this show. We are going to build this out. Probably maybe do one, two, or even three a week. So, if you guys have any positive comments or negative, put them down below. Um, topics you want me and Scope to cover on, go check them out. Thanks for tuning in.